0: You listen to Alcoholics Alive, where recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous share their experience on how they live AA as a way of life. None of our participants get paid or speak for AA. Here are your hosts, Shank and Wayne. Shank, we continue to get good feedback on our tradition season from listeners, so grateful for that and I don't I, th- I think some people said we were going to lose listeners if we did this but it seems like we've we're gaining listeners
1: until today.
2: <laughs>
0: no. No. And uh we got 8,000 followers on Instagram. So, there you that? go. Yeah, but we're not promoting. We're not doing any promotion. Um but if you have um any suggestions or comments or questions about anything, you can email us at freedom at AlcoholicsAlive.com. And we appreciate everyone that, that's listening and following and providing uh, help. So we're, uh, we're excited about our guest today. She is all the way in Oregon. I believe that's right. So, Carrie, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're glad that you were able to join us. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, yeah. Just shut me down whenever you're ready for me to stop. My name is Carrie. I am a recovered alcoholic. My um, home group is the New Horizons group of Alcoholics Anonymous in beautiful Bend, Oregon. And um, we meet four days a week, Monday through uh, Thursday. Monday, we start out super super beginner um it's a beginner meeting not a newcomer meeting right so um i mean newcomer you could be i don't know in your first 30 days for your first 30 years i don't know if you guys know anybody like that but um this oh, yeah. one is, this one is for beginners like what is a big book? No, it's not the Bible. What is a home group? No, it's not your sober living house. What is a sponsor? No, it's not someone who pays you to stay sober. And God, hopefully it's not someone you pay to help you stay sober, you know? And uh, and we go over what is cross talk? um, uh, What is outside issues? Like all of those really super, to us, easy things that we just throw around in front of the poor newcomer who has no idea what we're talking about. And so that's our Monday meeting. Um, and then Tuesday is our speaker discussion meeting. So it bumps it up a little bit. So the beginner that comes on Monday can come back on Tuesday and they can hear somebody tell their story for the first half of the meeting. Second half of the meeting is, um, is discussion. It's a podium meeting. So you're called up to the podium to share on whatever the speaker's topic was out of the big book. And then, uh, Wednesday is my favorite meeting in the history of the world it's our um, big book study and it's old school so um, everybody gets an opportunity to share on every um, paragraph, uh, every portion that's read. um, Before we read the next portion and, um, and we have a dictionary person we have a 1932 dictionary that we use in that meeting cross talk is encouraged and not discouraged in that meeting. Calling somebody out for misinformation is encouraged, not discouraged in that meeting. It's pretty cool. It's gloves are off. It's not for everybody. Um, And then Thursday is our only closed meeting that we have, which um, is a little bit advanced. We do, um, uh, we study the 10th step um, out of the big book on the first thursday of the month the 11th step out of the big book on the second thursday of the month the 12th step out of the big book on the third thursday of the month um we give a tradition speaker on the fourth thursday of the month and when there's a fifth thursday we study the concepts and so that's um our advanced meeting a little bit um maintenance uh, maintenance and growth meeting and um And I do have a sobriety date. It's March 25th, 2010 means nothing compared to all of the other things that I said. I do have a sponsor um, who has a sponsor and I sponsor women who sponsor women. And I say that for two reasons. One, to annoy the hell out of people, because there's a lot of people who don't like people who say that. And the second reason (laughs) is because um, if I didn't say that, then I wouldn't be being honest. I have to have a home group where I'm one among many, my home group is not impressed by me. Um, And if I make a vote, chances are it's going to not pass that motion because it was me who made it. And that is where I need to be. Right. Um, And my home, my sponsor is out of that home group and I sponsor women out of that home group. And so it makes it to where I'm right in the middle. And, um, you know, I'm just one more link in the chain. My lineage goes this way, not this way. Um, I'm no better than, I'm no less than, I'm just one more link in the chain. So, um, that's a little bit about me.
0: Well, thank you. We had, and uh... how I
1: got sober. I, I I am an alcoholic. Uh, (laughs) I'm a real alcoholic. Um, I, uh, I didn't always know what that meant. And today I understand that I have, um, I mean you can say I have an allergy to alcohol that's a little bit of an understatement when I drink um and I didn't know what this was but that phenomenon of craving that we talk about um I've had it since the get you know I mean um I heard Billy take my saying um last week but uh you know I I was born a cucumber and I <laughs> and I don't know or a, a pickle I don't know what it's like to be a cucumber and So I had that phenomenon of craving from pretty much the first time I drank, I didn't cross any invisible line. Um, now the mental stuff that comes coupled with the fact that I, when I drink, I get more thirsty. I don't get quenched. That's my biggest problem. But then the mental stuff is, uh, it, it's where it was where it got pretty confusing and, um, frustrating and, um, cunning baffling and powerful and the fact that i can't stay stopped i mean i can stop when i run out blackout or pass out but the fact that i can't stay stopped um is uh is why I, is what an alcoholic of my type needed steps two through 12 and 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 why i need to help other people and um and when i came in i couldn't even walk down the cheese aisle because it shares the aisle with the beer
0: beer um, yeah
1: You know, I couldn't, I had to go across town to another, to like the organic grocery store. I'm not an organic girl, but I did it just because the cheese was far away from, you know, the beer and, um, I, and, and today I can go anywhere I want and do anything I want. And that's only because of the steps. So there's a little bit about my drinking.
0: All right. Well, thank you. So we, we, uh, we've had a guest actually mail us, um a 1930 <laughs> dictionary so we would just to make sure we got all the words straight so
2: that's right that's yeah. awesome
0: <laughs> yeah so thanks thanks debbie. to
1: debbie <laughs> yeah oh, oh okay yeah that makes sense is it debbie d
0: it is yeah yes and uh um, did she
1: also mail you the third um wall hanging concepts
0: <laughs> n-
1: n- <laughs> not uh, yet but now that might, you say
0: that it's on it might the way, be on I'm the sure. way it might <laughs> be on the way now Um, and you and shank have a lot in common if you bring up she she also brings up stuff in business meetings that nobody agrees with and votes on so how about that until
2: three months later (laughs) when it's their idea you know yeah you know what shank (laughs) let me give you let me give you a tip
1: you take the cutest newcomer that everybody just adores you plant feed that's how you get something passed like for real and you plant the seed and then and then you pretend it's their idea and you'll go, oh my God, that's the best idea. You should totally bring that up at the business meeting. They bring it up and voila, you get what you want. Like that's how, that's what I've had. Uh, to, yeah. Slowly a, learning
2: the behind the scenes over uh-huh. here.
0: That's a good strategy, Carrie. Good strategy. Oh my goodness. Shank, what's our topic today?
2: Our topic today is Tradition 8. So Tradition 8 long form says Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. We define professionalism as the occupation of counseling alcoholics for fees or higher, but we may employ alcoholics where they are going to perform these services for which we might otherwise have to engage non-alcoholics. Such special services may be well-recompensed, but our usual AA 12-step work is never to be paid for. And the short version is Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. So I ask both of you, do I sometimes try to get some reward, even if it's not money, for my personal AA efforts? What do you think, Carrie?
1: I have never tried to get a reward, but... um... You know, when I'm sure that you guys both sponsor um, and when I don't know if you've had this experience or not, but um, there's a portion in the big book that talks about um, the only thing we ask in return, right, is that you give someone else, um, you know, you give this thing away to somebody else. And I always I make it a habit of showing and emphasizing that portion when when I'm taking someone through the book. Um, before we're even up to that page in working with others because I have had some experiences that are very uncomfortable. Um, I, you know, especially women that might have a little bit of that that are well off um and they're so grateful that they're finding a solution. and um the worst I think it's ever happened was I was at some aA event and, we had a two hour break. So we were doing some window shopping. It was in Portland. And, um, and I just made reference that I, that this jacket hanging in that's a fur coat. I have it still it's, it's, it's just to remind me, um, uh, it, you know, we were just window shopping. I just said, it's a beautiful, it's a, you know, it's wonderful. It's a b- adorable, beautiful jacket or coat. And, um, And three months later for Christmas, I unwrapped it and, um, it made me very, very, uh, I mean, I had to have the conversation with her, of course, I had to tell her it wasn't okay. It had been three months, so she couldn't return it. She talked me into, you know, keeping it. And I just agreed that I would, so long as we know that this can't ever happen again. And since then, I'm just very careful in setting the tone, um, from the get and, um, I don't even let anybody buy my coffee today. I know that sounds really petty, but um, when it comes to working with others, I don't want to give the impression that um, that they owe anything except for to the next alcoholic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I um I, I I've had several folks, especially family, try to pay me. I, I helped, I 12-stepped this guy who whose family was well off, has a very um, recognizable name in the area that, that we live in, and their son was having a hard time, and anyway, I, we made a 12-step call on him, and he, um, he got sober for a little while, but his family, she, his mom just almost forced money on me, like. And just kept wanting to help me. I'm like, no, we do this for free. I said, there's no, we're we're not accepting anything. And I've had, I've had that happen more than once. And you know, the, the tradition says our 12 step work should never be paid for. And so we do that because people did it for us. And we've said it on here before. I think it was shrapnel one time we do this for free and for fun. Mm -hmm. It was one of the few shrapnels that actually didn't get scrapped <laughs>
1: that's, that's the essence. It, it's the essence yeah. of tradition eight if if somebody asked yeah. me to give a tradition eight talk in less than um five seconds i would say fuck for fun and for free for, that's and right. for fun that's that's tradition eight and
0: yeah. yeah Altruism. right we, mm-hmm. we we do this for free now i was thinking i i personally i don't think i've ever asked for any kind of reward or or for any kind of money or compensation. Um, I, I have because I got sober and and did pretty well working and financially. I, I have kind of, I've stopped it, but I used to like not throw money around, but I would like pay for people's stuff and, you know, pay for the whole table at dinner and looking back on it. In my mind, I'm like, well, I'm making this. These are like these indirect amends I'm making back, but it was it was probably to show off. And now that I, if I get if I get serious about it, I've since have, have stopped <laughs> have stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I get I could get self righteous in my mind about all the stuff I'm doing and nobody else is doing it. Yeah, I gotta be I gotta be careful with that. Yeah,
1: me too.
0: Yeah, Shank, you got any rewards for? Uh,
2: uh, <clears throat> well, I remember this one time, actually, I think that you were there. I was speaking and I there's this girl that I've tried to help off and on for years. And she like brought me a gift because I was speaking at a meeting and she had relapsed oh, yeah. and like, I wasn't sponsoring her at that time. You know, I'll always pick up the phone. I've taken her to detox and treatment and whatever a million times. Um, but I'll always try to help. And she showed up and, I think she had relapsed at some point in there. And she, like, brought me a gift to this meeting I was speaking at. And it was so weird. I was just like, okay, we're going to talk about this later. But, like, don't. Um, And she's someone, maybe the only person I think that I've tried to help along the way that really feels like – this is just me assuming but that maybe if she appreciates it monetarily then it'll stick this time Mm -hmm. um even though I have told her several times that like that's not the way that this works um so you know I think along the way that I had an idea somewhere that not that I needed to like pay my sponsor but I had been sponsored before and I did feel like okay well you know I do have more than my sponsor. And so I can just pick up her coffee. I can pick up her dinner. I can, you know, give her some gas money. Um, And it got to a weird place in my mind with it because then I would get mad. I'm like, I see all these other people also doing this. You know, like this is weird. Um, And I'm actually kind of irritated about it. So, uh, you know, I was able to talk to some other people about that. And they're like, well, you're bringing that on yourself. Like if she didn't ask for it. So, and to my knowledge, I don't remember her ever asking me to do that. So um, I don't think it was so much I was trying to pay for her. maybe similar to what Jerry was saying, you know, that I felt like I was a little better off because I had stayed sober for X amount of time. Uh, I think the the most recent way that I've really seen this kind of show up in my life is I had a position at our local intergroup office And, you know, it was mentioned that our paid employee there was also doing some volunteer hours. And although it was not the issue at hand that we were talking about in that moment, it was just mentioned like, hey, I'm overworked. I can't get everything done in the time I'm being paid. I do volunteer hours to try to do all this. And I did bring up, I said, well, you should not be doing that. We need to address either hiring someone else, you getting paid more or working more hours um, because we don't do that in AA. You know, and I don't know that it ever got brought back up, but, you know, I I was surprised that even I knew that. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. And uh, it was not the issue at hand, but um, I do know after reading some in language of the heart about this tradition that that is exactly um, the correlation.
0: Yeah, so that's the office manager who is an actual paid worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and.
1: So there's a difference. Can I read, can I dissect that long form again? I don't even like to call it the long form. I like to call it the tradition because it it, is. It's Um, the tradition. And then I call the short form, the condensed form, right? The abbreviation. So Mm -hmm. the long form reads Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. And I love the fact that in Alcoholics Anonymous, we we make up our own definitions of things like, you know, like what is sobriety? Well, it's freedom from alcohol through the teaching and the practice of the 12 steps, right? Like we define our own, our own, we don't use the outside world's terms. Right. And, and so the next line is describing what, what we define as professionalism. professionalism. Yeah. Yeah. We define professionalism as the occupation of counseling alcoholics for fear for hire. And I um, am a little bit more balanced on this tradition at this point. But I can tell you that one of the the um, I mean, when I first kind of learned about the tradition and I'm not talking about learning up here, I'm talking about when it went from my head to my heart. And there is big difference. You guys know that. But um, I was the chair of the um, district treatment committee for two years and I oversaw 14 panels. And after I rotated out, this was years ago, this is 10 years ago. And after I rotated out, um, and I introduced the new guy who was taken over for me and whatnot. And uh, there's this one facility that said, you know, do you have time to come in? We would like to talk to you about something or whatever. And I'm thinking, oh, they want to give me some." some flowers and, you know, tell me how it <laughs> sure. for service. Right. And so I'm like, yes, I can make time to come down, you know, and I, and I go down and they take me into this room that I had never been in before. It wasn't where we did the panels. Right. And we go into this room and they close the door and there's two of them. And, um, and it was weird. And before I even knew what was going on, like I, it, I I was being offered a job um, huh. And it was, it would have been a really easy time to, t- I was going through a divorce at the time I was going to be a single mom. And I just, when I realized what was going on, like my first response was, oh my God, who saw me come in here? Like, yuck. Oh, I hope nobody, you know, knows about this. And, mm-hmm. and I get, I'm more level headed about it today. And I understand that there are people that can wear those two hats and wear them appropriately. I'm not one of them. I could not, but my response was so over the top inappropriate. Once I realized, and by this time they were going over what the benefits would be and whatnot. And one of them was sitting down behind the desk and one of them was standing up by the you know window. I'm sure that one of them was probably looking back in recovery themselves. And my response was, I will sell my body before I sell my society. <laughs> Right? Like, it was so I was so offended I I felt like I had just been oh, out money for you know like I was so offended I went out to the car and I called my service sponsor and I called my sponsor and I couldn't even drive I was shaking you know and I had to make amends obviously um but <laughs> there's, you know, and I think it's just because there's no way I could take my hat off. I couldn't yeah. take a hat off. And there's people who can. And yeah. and thank God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the people that can do that, you never even know that they actually are wearing two hats. Because, I mean, I know a guy that yep. was – a counselor and a director of a of a treatment center and most AA members didn't even know that um
1: that's how it's done right and i remember craig debbie was doing a uh, tradition eight workshop uh billy was in the audience and normally he billy won't come in and you know that's not his style or whatever especially because he service sponsors craig and and craig was handling the answer the questions really well and this one question was uh uh um, have you ever seen this done right? And Craig's answer was <laughs> no. I, I wish I could say it, but no, I haven't. I don't think it can be. And Billy came in and he says, you know, why we don't see it done right is because when it's being done right, we don't know about it. We yeah. don't see it. And and so now I can kind of see, you know, we have this guy that comes into the home group and he brings his clients. And he puts him in the front row. He sits in the back. He does not participate in the sharing, in the reading, in the seventh tradition, in nothing. Right? He's just there on the clock, or on it, you know, at his doing his role of whatever he does. And then he goes to his. And I didn't know this for the longest time. He goes, drops him off, whatever, punches out, grabs his AA hat, right, and and takes his treatment hat off and he goes to his home group across town where he does this stuff for fun and for free he yeah. sponsors and nobody there knows that he works in the treatment industry so i only yeah. know because i sponsored his wife you know <laughs> yep
0: yeah. now we have had you all have probably seen this we have had people come into the group that are like shopping for business They'll, yeah. we had a guy one time who had business card and on the card it said it actually said aa counselor
1: Mm -hmm. and he
0: was like giving these business cards out and a few of us approached him nobody knew him and we're like you know what are you doing and you know there are no AA counselors and we we told him like you're you're welcome to to attend the meeting but you you, you can't come in here and and pass out business cards and ask for business and you know what we never saw him again now the other thing that popped in my head while y'all were while you were talking is kind of a new element has kind of happened with these peer support specialists. Oh yeah. And the sober coaches. Oh yeah. And and you're starting to see like people, especially those peer support specialists, they like blur the lines in AA means oh, yeah. and they 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 cannot separate their maybe we need to go get certified shank on.
1: They're uh, too new. They're <laughs> too
0: new to know how to separate that, it. That's right. Yeah. And most yeah. of them aren't sponsored and they don't have home groups. They just kind of, you know, yeah, it's that's, that's an interesting element to it. What's the next question, Shank?
2: Well, that tees it up pretty well. Do I try to sound NAA like an expert on alcoholism, on recovery, on medicine, on sure. sociology, on AA itself or psychology, on spiritual matters, or heaven help me, even on humility?
1: so would you read each one of those words um individually
2: yeah do you try to sound like an aa okay do you try to sound in aa like an expert on alcoholism no go ahead on recovery no medicine no sociology no on aa itself
1: um (laughs) (laughs) maybe now i you know i don't try to but mm -hmm. i've heard recordings and i just cringe so it's something i need to work on
0: You you mean you've heard Joan recordings and you cringe yeah
2: I'm not an expert on humility for sure, because I just gave a talk yesterday and so I didn't even get my sobriety date right. So (laughs) there you go. Yeah. I could never
1: be an expert on humility. I, I, I don't think that that's something that I even, I mean, I'm so far away from, from having, you know, that thank God, Tradition 12, which requires me to sacrifice personal ambition for the common good. And it requires me to practice humility, even when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but my natural state is definitely not humble.
2: All right, Jerry, how about you? Do you try to sound in AA like an expert on alcoholism? Sometimes. On recovery? No. No on medicine I do not on sociology
0: don't know what that means
2: on aa itself
0: um sometimes
2: psychology no spiritual matters no humility
0: um uh internally yes but not not externally Very honest. Well, the the thing about it is it's like this justification. So you you can't argue with your own experience, right? So sometimes I think my experience is like the end all and be all. And just because (laughs) I've had that experience that everybody else can have that experience. I used to really think that, especially... About the first 13 years I was sober. Um, And then I've come to realize that not everybody has the same experience I have. They can't have the same experience that I have. And I don't like saying it, but not everybody recovers the way that I recovered.
1: 13 is a pretty specific number. Um, I'm 13 years sober. Are you uh, saying something?
0: (laughs) That was directed to you. you, (laughs) You are getting ready to travel out of the phase of, think- of thinking you know everything.
1: Uh, thank yes. God.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're 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 yeah, you're an expert right now. You're uh-huh. you're getting ready to travel out of that. Okay. Yep. And looking you'll, you'll, forward to it. You'll loosen up a little bit to see that
2: it's a heavy burden.
0: It's a heavy burden.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm 11 Shank. years sober, and I feel like it happened a few years ago for me.
0: Well, sometimes it happens to people quicker if they practice humility.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, although there were a number of years where I I don't know that I could say that I thought I was an expert, but similar to what both of you all have shared, I, I mean, the whole medicine scenario, I was just like, well, my experience is... X, Y, and Z, and I have been through all of these things in my life, and I haven't needed it or wanted it or gone there. Um, And I had people surrounding me, maybe a few people who were around the same years of sobriety or whatever you want to say, who were also doing that. Like We were just like, oh, yeah, we don't need it. No one should. Here's what AA says about it. And I'm just so glad that there were people around me that when they heard that, they were like, hey, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't get to make that determination for everyone. You can have your experience and you can share it with people. But like saying that something is right for you should also be right for someone else. You probably shouldn't do that. Um, And so I think for all of these questions that I just read, there's probably some truth in all of them where I have just been like an absolute... A, a purist or I don't know, like just something I felt like um, I really had to defend the fact that I was just an alcoholic for years in Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's one of the ways that I did it. <laughs> so there you go.
0: Hmm. What's the next question?
2: In my own AA life. Have I any experiences which illustrate the wisdom of this tradition?
1: Oh, I already told
2: mine. Yeah. (laughs) How about you, Jay Wayne?
0: I think Carrie's got another one. Oh. No?
1: Well, I can read one out of the book. (laughs) Can I? Can I read one out of the book? Sure. Okay. So um, I love Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers. And you know how everybody talks about, well, okay. So first I love how Bill Wilson, right. And this is from, um, it comes of age and 12 and 12 and everything. I mean, it demonstrates the whole thing about Charlie Towns offering him a job. Right. And then, right.
0: and, yeah. and Similar and to he, your experience, except oh, he thought yeah. he was going to take it. Yeah.
1: No, he thought that he heard the word of God on the subway, right? And That's he thought right. that he heard the word of God say, "Oh, the, the laborer is worthy of his hire." And he was so excited to present this, you know, new job offer to Lois, who has to be working at the department store, only to come home and cook dinner for a bunch of drunks, and you know. And so he gets to his home group that night, and he happily presents his his idea, and everybody's like, "Uh, no, you can't do this to us. Aren't you the one who says sometimes the good is the enemy of the best?" This is like. Not you did not hear the voice of God on the subway, and that was the group conscience saying, No, you are not going to sell your sobriety for money. And there's a place in the 12 Traditions Illustrated that says, This doesn't mean, of course, that the idea of turning professional has never entered the NAA's mind. In many years, Bill W. did think of becoming a lay therapist to earn money for his experience in helping alcoholics, but with a strong nudge from the group conscience, which I think, other than the big book itself that was probably one of the first group consciences right it was and later it says it became clear that that the early members to the early members that no AA should ever ask or accept payment for carrying this message to someone else person to person or face to face and everybody talks about bill's experience even in, in comes of age um everybody talks about bill's experience but I've never heard where Dr. Bob, you know, is um, has been through that. How Dr. Bob maybe thought it would be a good idea. And in *Comes of Age*, I found this place on page one twenty-seven at the bottom that I guess Dr. Bob was human too at one point. And it's no kind way, of yeah, like everybody puts him on a pedestal, right? So it says, though it never came to pass, it was an idea. That was to intrigue Dr. Bob for a few years. His practice was still very poor and he was already giving most of his time to AA work. His house was mortgaged and he was in debt. A salaried position in an alcoholic hospital would have offered him a way out of his financial predicament and it would have been okay because he had the approval of his group in Akron. So unlike Dr. Bob in New York, who said, you know, his, whose group said no, um, Dr. Bob's actually got his, you know, his group's approval. So it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to say, I know we got into it one day about money. The, this writer is saying LGR, John's wife said, recalling a conversation in the late 1930s when Doc was Um, talking about charging for services to alcoholics. You can't do that, I said. Why not? These people have um, been conned all over. You put money into it and it'll never work. It's a God-given program. And if you put money into it, you're through. Then there was a time someone wanted to give them a house or something, LG recalled. I couldn't figure it out. So I said, no, here it is. It's beautiful. This is where it is. Temptation rarely comes only once uh, to be -hmm. vanished and to disappear. Whether the attraction is that of money or alcohol, it's likely to surface again and again over the years. Still, there is no evidence to be found either on or off the record that Dr. Bob ever charged one cent for his work with alcoholics. Every member interviewed was asked a direct question on this matter and each replied that there was no charge whatsoever for Dr. Bob's services. Even the physical examinations necessary for admittance to some hospitals was provided by another doctor on the staff.
0: How about that? Isn't
1: that amazing? It's awesome. I love it.
0: It just so proves cool. Dr. Bob was the man.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: Yep. But we, he yeah, still we... had
1: those, he still had those, you know, it said it intrigued him,
0: right? Sure. So... He could he could have gotten wealthy probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. I, the, I, I, yeah. One of the things that I thought about on this particular question is I think there's a, there's a very real way we, in AA, we can indirectly, I don't know violates the right word, but not be within the spirit of this. If, if we like are helping people and we, we imply that they should maybe give us a ride or maybe they should, uh, cut my grass or, um, even, even helping a new person out with like a job or like to do odd and then things like you see a lot. And I, I try to stay away from all that because it, it, it changes the relationship, right? If I'm, if I'm trying to help you recover from alcoholism through the 12 steps, and, oh, by the way, yeah, you can wash my car for me this afternoon. That's just uh, – and I know a lot of AA members that do that. I mean, I I told you, Shank, before we started recording, I mean, I when I was brand new, there was a guy that was, you know, was prominent in the AA community, and there were several of us new guys that, that did work for him. And looking back on it, I mean, I didn't want to do it, but I was afraid to tell him no. And – it's, it's not in line with, I don't think with the spirit of this, of this tradition. So I think we got to be careful, you know, if we're you helping You know, I've people.
1: seen, I, I've seen it work for some people. Um, Sh- sure. I go way over on the conservative side for me. Like I don't even let people I sponsor who are hairdressers cut my hair. Like I don't, I stay way over on the conservative side because I don't want to, yep. I don't want to, what is that? crap where you eat or whatever. Like I just, I want to keep it separate. Um, I won't use one for an attorney. I won't use one to get my nails done. I just, I don't even, even if they're getting paid, I just don't, I just don't, but I've seen it work for others. Um,
0: it
1: don't work for me.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It can work for others and it it can help a new a new person get kind of stay busy and stuff like that but it's that's
1: where i've seen it i couldn't do it for a new i couldn't put a newcomer to work like that but i've seen it work i've seen it
0: yeah
2: really help
0: yep shank you want to move on to meeting shrapnel
2: time for some meeting shrapnel all right all right carrie our meeting shrapnel segment is a segment of lore, myth, and sayings frequently heard in AA, uh sometimes by the hosts of this podcast. So our first meeting shrapnel today is Drop the Rock. So what do you think? Um,
1: I think if there wasn't a book titled that, um then it would maybe not imply affiliation with the book. And depending on the way it's used, I don't know if it's as harmful as some of the other stuff that I've heard.
2: What do you think, Jerry?
0: Oh, I think it's... I think it's dumb. The... (laughs) I... It's a that's a that's a good analogy or observation, Carrie, that if it wasn't tied to the book maybe we would think about it a little different um, and there used to be or not used to be if you listen to some of those old talks by Sandy Beach yeah he tells he tells that story about the guy you know falling down in the water and he won't he just keeps holding on to the rock and yeah. You know, all you had to do was drop the rock and you would have floated to the top or whatever that's that story is. There's there's a lot of validity to to I think what it implies is hey, give up. Yeah. You know? Surrender. Stop holding on. Right. Um
1: Which if if that's the way it's used, I'll actually say it's better than you got this. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> For sure. Or just turn it over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, If you got to pick from two evils, I mean, it's better than you got this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I can't, I personally can't get over the association with the book and the obsession. No, me too. People, the obsession of people think they've got to read that to work steps six and seven in the oh, program of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just, it's nonsense.
1: I fell into that for about two years. I didn't think that I was working on my character defects hard Mm. enough i didn't understand that they weren't mine to work on right Right, and so i joined a drop the rock book study i i i got oh man my six and seven in my 12 and 12 are so highlighted and all it did was screw me up and Mm. it just it all it did was make it to where i was trying to enforce my human power worse and worse. And, and I was just getting so resentful at God because he wasn't removing what defects I needed removed and when, because apparently it's in God's time and not mine.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like the reason that those two steps are so small in the big book is because they're not my steps to work. I yeah. do the work in four and five. So that in six and seven, I just give God the good and the bad and he gets to decide where and when, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the book just keep the drop the rock just keeps you spun up in the problem.
2: Oh, I mean, so like, bad. Uh, so bad. Shank,
0: Shank, what do you think? You you use this one?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> no. And to be honest, I had never really heard that much about Drop the Rock. Uh, that I know about now I I don't know i asked my sponsor at one point when I was maybe two years sober like hey what's up with this other book she's like don't worry about it and so I didn't and then I in 2020 I started going to this meeting that I normally didn't go to and I knew several people at it and they're fine people in AA but they had just started that night reading Drop the Rock and maybe it was the combination of people that were there But it was so dramatized. I I mean, it took everything in me not to get up and leave. And I was just like, um, is everyone in the room like this obsessed with this book? Like, do you know that this whole performance that just happened is like, this is not AA. Like, I feel very weird about what's happening right now. And I feel like this is not (laughs) (laughs) AA. And I never went back. So um, I talked to some people. I'm like, hey, what's up with this book? What's up with just like, Dropping the rock or what have you and I feel like I was such straight at that time and I've never looked back. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Yeah. So what did Graham did say? Drop scary? the book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, drop the book. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you something embarrassing. I'll I'll keep it low so my husband. Well, you've
0: gained know. a lot of respect with us already by admitting you were in a drop the rock group, but go for yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Oh no, this is way worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's I hear will- it.
1: I wrote a rap called Drop the Rock back in my white days. Yes! Nice! Would this is what we're talking like to, about right here. Would you like to hear it? Oh, yeah. Drop it. Yeah. When your mind's playing tricks on you, drop it like a rock, drop it like a rock. When behavior's creeping up on you, drop it like a rock, drop it like a rock. I got a pen in my hand and I'm writing it down and a roll with the best cut in the, in the rooms that I found. Uh, I'm a nice girl with some nice dreams. See the light shining from the spirit beams, sexy, sober, single, but not looking for a man, sober, delicious bumper sticker, big book in my hand, (laughs) when an outside issue makes it in, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, step up to the fourth so you can drop it like a rock, drop it like a rock, I'm a twelve stepper. But y'all knew that. Chapter 5 and 7 says I gotta do that. I keep the grapevine in my purse and I hit a meeting a day and when I see a newcomer, I just tell him this stay. Oh. <laughs> that was probably oh, the best thing
2: I've ever heard.
0: That's awesome.
1: Oh, that comes oh. from oh, my God. three years sober carry. Thank you very much. Love oh, it. wow. Oh.
0: I can see um, you doing it at the y with pink hair.
1: you got
0: it you got it you nailed it so do you
2: want to uh keep or scrap drop the rock carrie
1: oh that's a tough one i guess because of the book i'm gonna scrap it
2: all right jerry
0: i'm scrapping it
2: it's out of here It's scrapped
0: all right what's next
2: our second meeting shrapnel i mean i don't I don't think anything's going to compare to that rap. No,
0: I mean, we could stop right there. That's, I know. I mean, that's that's epic.
2: Our second meeting shrapnel is first things first. So what do you think about that one?
1: I think it belongs exactly where it is on the bottom of that page in Family afterward, warning the wife to let him recover from alcoholism before you tell him to stop drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. That's the context. That's the context that it's in, in the big book. And if we keep it to that, it's okay. But all the creativeness that comes out of meetings with it, I don't know.
0: Hey, Carrie, first things first, girl.
2: (laughs) What do you think, Jerry?
0: Well, I I don't think we're going to get rid of it since it's in the book. But I like it. I, I think that um, even aside from the family afterward, it's like it's like all of them that we talk about. If they're used in the right context, yeah. they're helpful. This, this actually helped me, still does, but particularly the first several years I was sober when my head spun like a, a top and I'm having a thousand thoughts, you know, it, it would, it's, it would, it would help me get focused on, Hey, what can I do first? Yeah. And I used to make these little task lists that I was taught to do. And you know, one thing at a time, do the first thing then check that off. And actually that stuff, I mean, I know it's goofy now, but it helped me. Um, so I, 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 I like it. Shank.
2: I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on. You vers- probably
0: never used it, huh? I don't.
2: I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think for a long time people would say it, and I'm like, um, okay. I don't really know what that means in the context of AA, but I can apply it to my life. So um, it's probably only been in the last few years that I've even known that was in the book anywhere. Yeah. So. Do you want to keep first things first or scrap it, Carrie? Keep it. Jay Wayne? I'm keeping it. All right, we're keeping it. All right. Now, our third and last meeting shrapnel for today is try it for 90 days. If you are still miserable, we will refund your misery. Wow! What do you think, Carrie? (laughs) um can
1: we get more specific on what i'm supposed to try for 90 days because you know i sat in meetings for a long time wondering when those ninth step promises were going to come true um for me because i didn't know they came with the ninth step and i was thinking hey i've already done my 90 and 90 why why aren't these promises coming true you know
2: well i guess i would think that this is a spin-off from the 90 and 90 and I'll just be honest, about 90 days sober, I was heading to prison. So I was still kind of miserable. <laughs> and, um, but I still wanted to be a part of AA and I was still uh, working the steps. I was still with a sponsor. I was doing all of the things that I was told to be done. So I, I don't like this one. What do you think, Jerry?
0: Well, it's, I think, I think you're all right. It came out of the 90 90. Um, slogan or saying, I can tell you that in the late eighties, early nineties, they, th- this was said in meetings almost every day, every week <laughs> you would hear this and heck I may have been, I might be guilty of even saying it. It's, um, but you would hear, try it for 90 days. If you're still miserable, we'll refund your misery or try mm-hmm. it for 90 days. If, uh, if you're not satisfied well, you know, if that's true, then I would have probably turned in my ninety days. Um, so, I think it's—I don't think it's very helpful. I think it's—I um, don't know—it just doesn't make any sense. It's pretty dumb to me. You want to keep like, it or scrap but, it? I'm scrapping it.
2: Carrie,
1: yeah, I'm scrapping it for sure.
0: Shank, All right,
2: you, this one is out of here.
0: You don't want to keep it.
2: And if anyone has talks that Jerry gave in the late eighties, early nineties, please email <laughs> them to us, and uh, I'll see if I can find where he said try it for ninety days.
0: Hey, Shank, Shank continues to try to think she's going to get some fodder on me, but she's not. <laughs> she has not been able to produce anything yet.
2: I'm not really working that hard on it. Okay, if I were to really put some manpower into it. Okay. I think we'd get some J-Way lore going.
0: Well, you know, you got several folks out there looking for it right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Carrie, we we uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us and your insights. It's been awesome.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: And you are the first uh, person to rap on the pod. So um, <laughs> it. we really appreciate that.
2: We may have a uh, special digital chip for that. Oh,
0: no, no. Yeah. Thank you, though. <laughs> okay, we're going to send you a virtual chip. Uh, All right. Uh, hey, if you're out there, remember, we we only scratch the surface with these traditions. There's lots of good material. AA comes of age. The uh, AA Traditions Illustrated Pamphlet is an excellent little tool for traditions, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers and other resources so try to practice those traditions and be free
2: freedom
0: thanks for listening if you have a comment suggestion or just need help you can email shank and wayne at freedom at remember we're recovered members of alcoholics anonymous but we do not speak for alcoholics anonymous nor do we get paid Join us next week for another great episode.